0: Welcome, listener. How are you? I'm glad you're doing well. My name is Aaron Richmond. And of course, you're listening to Aaron's Opinion, the podcast for blind people where we talk about critical issues in the blindness community from around the world. By the way, tonight's podcast, um, from moving forward from here on out, Aaron's Opinion will be a podcast available wherever you get podcasts from Apple. Spreaker, to Spotify, to YouTube. uh, We're even on Patreon. All right. And before I let our guest um, basically take it away for the next hour, let me also remind you that Aaron's Opinion is sponsored by Blended Joe LLC. B-L-E-N-D-E-D-J-O-E dot com. If you want fruit in your coffee, if you want nuts in your coffee, if you want light roast, you know, dark roast in the middle, Decaf, everything, or maybe you want to buy coffee that supports a charitable cause. Blended Joe has you covered. If you're at home or on the go, I promise you'll love every sip from Blended Joe. Promo code Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, all the way until the 31st of August, so the end of the month. All right, you, you'll get 20% off. Uh, we're, I'm really quite impressed with this guest. This is a, some a man by the name of Lemon. He's a great friend in the blindness community. He even runs a radio station. But would you believe it? He's joining us right now. It's just after midnight, Tuesday morning in Gambia, all the way in Gambia in uh, Western Africa. Hey, how are you, Lim? And you're on Aaron's Opinion. Go ahead.
1: Hi, good morning, Aaron. Uh, good morning to all um, your listeners who are currently listening to this podcast and who those who will be listening to it later greetings from the smiling coast of west africa my name is Lamin jawla uh a blind uh 23 years old um a teacher by profession and also an, ad, an advocate you know persons with visual impairment you know uh also, you know, uh, a young podcaster in the making. Yep, basically that's me.
0: Well, we're really, Thank I'm you. really glad, we're really glad to have you on this podcast. So, and I'm so glad that you're a teacher because when I'm not podcasting, I am also a teacher. Um, what, what do you teach, by the way?
1: Well, I'm teaching a, a subject um, here called um, Social and Environmental Studies. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically, it you know consisting of you know a lot of things, but mainly you know the history history, you know historical part of the Gambia, you know geographical locations, you know and many other things. So...
0: Mm, well, you know I love talking about history and I love talking about society, and listeners, um, I have never been to Gambia, but I have been to East Watine, um, so. Uh, What can you... First of all, what does Gambia mean?
1: Well, Gambia, you know, was uh, a long-time name, you know, colonial name. You know, it's the British that, you know, drive it from, you know, an ethnic group, Um, (laughs) basically. So then they decided to name it uh, after um, Gambia. So, basically... uh, you know, I would know. I did not know exactly, you know, what the name about, but I know it's a long time, you know, histi- um, historical name, you know, uh, that w- taken from the local um, natives who are staying in the Gambia, and then the British, as a former British colony, they take it, you know, to name, you know, the country after.
0: Hmm. hmm. I do know that several of the countries in Africa were named. Uh, were named after large bodies of water, such as rivers. Is there maybe some river that the that the colonists at one point thought was called the the Gambia River or something like that? Is that? but is actually,
1: that... Actually, 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 there is no river called. Uh, yes, there is a river called River Gambia, that was named after the uh, Gambia. Mm. But um, you know, the, the river, you know, comes from all the way from Guinea-Conakry. Uh, from the Futa Jalon Highland in Guinea. You know, that's mm-hmm. where Gambia, the river of the Gambia get, you know, her uh, source from, you know. <clears throat>
0: that's excellent. So what can you tell me about the history of your country to, to summarize it?
1: But basically, um, Gambia, it's a small country, you know, of about two million plus population you know uh gain her independence uh in 1965 the 18th of february you know it's a british colony we have uh you know three presidents colony is the third one who is currently uh you know going on his uh, mandate you know uh our capital name is banjul you know and uh we have seven administrative Um, areas, that is the Banjo City Council, the Carnefing Municipal Council, the West Coast region, Lower, Upper, and North Bank, you
0: know, region. So in, in American English, we would say those are states or like provinces.
1: Exactly, with governors,
0: you know. Right, right, right. Now, are each of those provinces run by like a mayor or a governor or... Who, who runs these provinces?
1: Yes, uh, in, the, in, the, in the two main areas that are closer to the capital, we can say the urban centers are run uh, by the mayors, you know, and uh, the others who are inland uh, are run by governors.
0: Good. Good. and and these these mayors or governors are they elected for like eight year terms uh what well, what can you tell me maybe about the constitution of your country that's a very interesting thing
1: well yeah the mayors are elected for a period of 5 years you know that they, that they're um, they going to serve you know for a period of 5 years they will also have what we call ward counsellors. you know these are the people who will be helping them uh, you, know, you know to tell them information that is going around you know the various um communities what they need in terms of infrastructural development and uh, many other things likewise also you know the president is also elected uh, for a period of um 5 years before it does not have any mandate uh, any um period of time but currently you know they drafted um, a new constitution and that constitution will be having two term mandates just like just, uh, just like the united states um of america
0: well our our country has a very um actually a relatively short constitution, but our presidents can be in power for for up to eight years. So you can do four years and then get reelected for another four, and then your eight years are done, and then you you retire. Um, There was a president in our country's history who did four years and then went and did something else, and then came back and was reelected later on. Uh, but that happened in the 18, 18- yeah, it was a, pre- it's weird. It was a president named Grover Cleveland, I believe. Um, and he managed to do that, but that was a long time. That was in the 1800s and things were very different then. But anyway, that's v- all very, all very inter, yes. Basically,
1: basically here, it's never, you know, happened, you know, there was no constitutional um, uh, term mandate. You know, because when you look at it, uh, our first president served from 1965 to 1994. You know, can you imagine how long, you know, it is. So, and 1994, there was a coup, a coup that was, um, you know, held by uh, soldiers and it was, you know, headed by one Yaya Jame. You know, I know most, many listeners in the United States You know who normally follow world news? You know would you know heard of that name? You know in 2016, you know which you know Gambit did you know that historic um, election to topple you know uh, after 20 uh, about what 22 years of you know dictatorship, you know to end it. So he was somebody else. So that's why we have only three presidents, and hopefully, hopefully um next next year we have to you know, do a referendum so when the Gambians you know voted in for the new constitution we will finally have a two-term mandate 10 years you
0: know right yeah so you think so do you think there should be a term limit on the number of years that an official su- should serve
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah. You would say that, you know, that would, you know, make people, um, or politicians, you know, to work, you know, towards the development, you know, of the country because they don't have much time and nobody guarantees them, you know, for being being the president forever. So they would really. That I think that that's very good, you know, as somebody who believes in, you know, democracy and and uh, yeah, it would promote leadership uh perhaps you know just for a small country like the gambia and uh you know the situation we are in so it will make you know our, you know leaders to work hard you know they would know that they don't have much time to stay you know and that's it
0: right right yeah that's an interesting it's a really interesting idea lemon that perhaps if there were time limits or term limits um maybe Um, elected officials would focus on doing a better job. Mm -hmm.
1: Exactly. Yeah, when you look at it, you know, especially um, in my country where, you know, poverty rate is very high, you know, infrastructural development is poor, you know, almost not existing. You can even say that sometimes. But even though, so that would promote it, you know, and it would make sure that you know, the electorates are also, will be also very observant, you know, to make sure that they will know next election whom to vote in for. So it is good anyway for a country like us. It is very good.
0: Very good. Yeah, good, good points. Sure. Um. Okay. So can you tell our listeners who might be kind of curious, you know, uh how would you describe your neighborhood in gambia from a blindness perspective
1: well for, for from a blindness um perspective my neighborhood you know it you know rough especially when we are in the in rainy season in gambia here so um all the highways are flood flooded with water you know even our local you know community, you know, ways they are all filled with water, you know, with sharp objects like stones thrown everywhere, you know, sharp objects, you know, different, different, you know, objects are thrown on the way. So basically, one can describe it as a very, um, you know, rough neighborhood I am, you know. And that applies to many of the visually impaired uh, blinds also around the country too
0: sure so let's get into that so by the way um would you like to tell our listeners how you became blind i be i by the way i was born blind i i was born with glaucoma Hmm.
1: well listen i was born blind uh but you know actually here uh, i did not know what was the, uh, really the cause of my blindness i don't think uh I've i did that test um to know whether <clears throat> you know what caused what causes me to be a blind. So the only thing I know is that, you know, I was born blind.
0: All right. Yeah. And yeah, and so um what can you tell us, you know, about you know, your experience in life, you know, going going to school and, and things like that. I mean, I can imagine some things, but I want you to try to tell our listeners um, what it would be like, you think, you know, growing up blind in in Gambia.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, um, growing up, you know, blind in Gambia, you know, is something that is, uh, you know, very difficult, you know, perhaps sometimes as a young person, you would not uh, understand um, certain situations, but, you know, if you reach, you know, up to this stage where we are currently, you know, you would understand, you'll get to know many things. Well, it's rough, basically. It's rough, you know, from the neighborhood. In fact, sometimes, you know, from from your family, you know, if your family are not, you know, very well aware, you know, of current, you know, situations, sometimes it would be, you know, a hard thing to be, you know, within your family. Uh, but luckily, uh, you know, I'm not from that type of family anyway. Uh, lucky me uh, on that on that aspect. So, going to school, um, because yeah, we have only one blind school. So, uh, going to school by then, you know, in the early days it was a little bit fine because I was with my, you know, friends who are blind. Um, but you would see that later we are transferred you know because the blind is only primary school so when you reach to the grade of 5 and 6 or sometimes 6 but in my case 5 and 6 then we have to transfer to other mainstream schools you know they call it mainstreaming mm-hmm. yeah so yeah so that mainstreaming you know comes with you know a little bit of uh you know challenges as a first timer, you know, within, you know, uh, students that, you know, you never knew, you know, they also not, they also don't know anything, you know, about you. And, uh, you know, some, you know, basically don't, um, have any knowledge on, you know, how to approach, you know, blinds or visual impact anyway. Um, so, It becomes difficult, even the teachers also do not know how to handle you in school, you know, and school environments are not favorable for, you know, blind, they are not very much accessible, in fact, you know, to blinds because how, you know, the school is built structurally, you know, is poor. There's almost no consideration for persons with disability at large, you know, Like you know, to build a ramp to make sure the toilets are accessible. No, all those all those things are not um, considered. So what they consider was just the school is only for a normal person who is not blind, who is not a blind. So then they never consider you know people, you know they are blind. So as a first time, some of those things are challenging. You know to cope with. You know, so when it comes to the other side, uh, educational materials are also almost not existing. You know, when it comes to having your notes, hard to get it, you know, because you have to do a lot of um, copying, you know, notes with the Braille machine, you know. I know uh, that's the old time Braille machines, you know, not the latest ones who are, which are currently in the, you know, developed countries like the US and, and so we are still using those braille machines, uh, the old types, you know, still. So, which are hard, you know, to copy with, you know, especially if you have large um, notes to copy, you know, you know, stigma around the society, you know, when you pass on your way, either going to school or going to your friends, people thinking that you are you know, begging, you know, people giving you, you know, small money coins, you know, thinking that you are you are begging, you know, pretend some I would say there's some pretending that they they are sympathizing with you, you know, some you know all forms of stigma also. Um in the society.
0: I'm I'm think? really I'm really 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 glad you're bringing this up. I have said the exact same thing, Lemon, that in America, you see, don't worry, Lemon, there are still challenges even in America. I'm sure you know this by the way, but it's just important to to make a note that even in America there is discrimination and ignorant people and rude people and people who are lazy, we have it, even in America. So um, I am 100% positive that you have overcome far greater challenges than I, that's not even the question. But still, even in America, we have ignorant people. And when I was growing up, one of the things, one of the lessons or one of the things that I noticed was that people were always, always nice to me and always helpful. And as I grew up, I started to notice that people were a lot more discriminatory. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, but, as a young guy, but wait a minute, wait, wait a minute. But wait a minute. Let me, let me, let me solve this. When, when you're a child, people are not being nice to you. They feel sorry for you, and feeling for you, so, they feel sorry. So that type of behavior is actually discriminating against you to feel sorry. I don't feel sorry, okay? I'm, you know, Lam, and I'm a pretty, I'm a pretty blunt guy. I'm a pretty, I'm kind of as, um, I'm not, um <laughs> I I'm, I'm pretty nice during podcasts but let me, t- let me tell you 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 do, you, do, you do not want to be on, on my you do not want to be on my naughty list try try you don't you don't want you don't want to you don't want to you don't want to don't be on my bad side you know um I'm someone who takes things very seriously so really what it is is when you're a little boy either growing up in Gambia or here in the states you think that people are being nice to you, but really they aren't. What it is, is that they feel sorry for you. And when you grow up, you have to discover that truth. So it's like, even for me, Lem, and even in my teaching, I've been podcasting for a year. I'm on Apple, I'm on YouTube. And still, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> I just had to clear my throat. Still, um, things are getting more and more difficult every year As I start to notice more things, as I grow older, uh, I am 29 years old. So every year I notice more things and I'm starting to become more aware of the reality of society. And the reality of society is that society is just not very, it's just, and I think it's, I, I don't know. I think it's a combination of that society sometimes does not have the knowledge and a lot of times society doesn't care and if you put the two together you end up with with a lot of discriminatory people and a lot of a lot of unnecessary challenges I think um but but what do you think about all of that
1: well I think you know almost the same situation here too you know sometimes you know, as you know young people young boys uh in those days when they are giving you those coins, you you just think that those are good good stuff, you know, but really, you know, they are they are just telling you indirectly. I feel sorry for you. you
0: know, so in in you
1: can, you can be.
0: It's exactly you know begging. Exactly right. It's mm-hmm. so it's really it's a really horrible thing to do. It's a really exactly. it's a really mean. It's a it's a evil. Even as a chi- and even as a child, um, I you know I, I'll tell you a cool story um have have you ever heard of the british tour company called travel eyes
1: travel eyes no yeah
0: no problem no, no. Uh, i'll i'll later i'll send you they're they're for some for some health reason in the world they can't do tours right now i don't know why that is but <laughs> but anyway anyway seriously um they um I took a trip with them to East Swatine a, a, a few years ago. I think it was 2018. And one day they took us to a school um, in East Swatine to see like, to show us like school. And um, <clears throat> uh, the, 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 like the professor of the, like the the teacher person in the class, Wanted me to speak to their to their pupils to their students about life in America, and I'll never forget this. One um, one little boy, um, who was maybe seven years old, six years old, seven years old, or eight years old, raises his hand, and in the in the in the Swati language, the Swazi language, he asks me, in America what do you do when people bully you? And that one question, I still remember it today. Wow. Because, because, and you'll understand why I say this, it shows that children understand discrimination. It shows that children understand being hurt by others. And And that question really, really resonated with me. I'll never forget that. And that was an impressive question for a child to ask so back to your experience right of children pretending to be nice to you giving you coins well that's that's really mean that's really and and in america if someone did that it would be um for american standards that would be like socially completely completely disrespectful and completely unacceptable to do that so that that doesn't surprise me um I don't know. Did you, as a little boy, did you take the coins or did you just run, just sort of walk away, or how did you manage that situation?
1: Well, as a little boy, those days, you know, you know, getting interested in buying lots of, uh, you know, small sweets, you know, to eat. So I, did, I, I, don't Took most of those, uh, you know, coins. You know, it was just, you know, le- um, really later, and you know, you, re- I realized that. In fact, not only me, but many of my colleagues will realize that, you know, these coins are not even given to you just for the sake of giving it to you. But the moment you know certain people see you, and you are blind, one is just there. Is only one thing that comes up straight to their mind: that is, you are you are begging, you know. Especially Mm. when they just see you alone on the street, you know, going going your going about your business. You know, the only problem for problem the and uh, will be yeah, you are begging. And sometimes this coins giving not given to you by the, by by children, your fellow children. No, they are given to you by elders. You know, in the community, elders
0: in the society. Really, you know, in that's the transportation
1: true. vehicles.
0: You know, yeah. Hmm, that's that's very concerning. Because I would expect an, an adult to be able to understand not to do that. But, you know, I think, I, I mean, it's sad. You know, it's really sad, Lemon. But I think people from country to country simply have different, different knowledge about the world. So maybe to me, I would say, well, an adult should know better. An adult should know not to treat someone like that. But... You know, maybe I'm looking at it kind of directly and from a bird's eye view, maybe. But maybe in Gambia, people don't know that. Maybe they don't know that that's the wrong thing. Who, who? It's and it's 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 hard. It's hard to tell. You know, um, it's, it's, mm-hmm?
1: it's a wrong thing. But it's a wrong thing. But you know, they have you know, certain concepts. You know, sometimes when you get this, or example, when you come out from a family that you know you have two. Or three, you know, blinds, you know, they'll just think that it's a cause, you know, from you know, God or cause from the devils. Right. Yeah, your, your family remember it's cause.
0: Yeah. You know, yeah. It,
1: they always think it, you know, in the bad in the bad um situation. You know, uh, so well feel like, you know, blinds could never cannot, you know, take care of themselves, but all what they can do is you know, to be begging. So that's why automatically when they just see you, you know, they will start giving up, you know, giving, you know, those small coins. Or sometimes there's just a, a word, you know, called uh this hand that is, oh, sorry. That means you are blind. Finish. You see? Mm. Or so then, so you have one, so in your,
0: you, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. sure, 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 got it, got it. So, um, and in your, in your, low in your, in the language in Gambia, which I'm sure there are hundreds of languages there, but in that one particular language, you have one word that describes that situation of being blind. That's, that's very, yeah, yeah, that's, that's very concerning too, and very interesting that certain languages do that. Um, and so, you know, in, in my, in my second language of French, by the way, the, it's, this is a fascinating thing about society. The word for blind in French is aveugle. And I tell people in French, je suis aveugle, I am blind. But if I, if I say that to people, they kind of have a strange reaction. So they say, you know, you should say, you know, I cannot see. Je peux pas voir. But <laughs> you, got yeah. you, you got it. You got it. But, 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 Lemon, you should, you should spend a lot more time speaking English and podcasting in English because your English is perfect. You may be a little nervous, but you're, you're understanding everything. You're, you're doing great with English, man. But yeah, it's, it just sounds weird to me. Like in, in American English, I would never say, I cannot see. Like who, who says that? Who says I cannot see? No, you know, you're blind. Yeah. That's who we are. You're blind. You're blind. You, right. You're that's good. that's life. But if you, but then again, if the other person thinks you're cursed, see, this is this is the problem. If the other person thinks you're cursed, then it doesn't, in a sense, matter what you think. It doesn't matter that you know the truth. What matters no. is, the, is that they've written you off as cursed. It's a big, it's a big problem. It, yeah. it doesn't surprise me. Um, the, I mean. I'm I'm sure to I'm sure that this is how people in many countries around the world feel this way especially in the you know continent where you are in Africa but I've also spoken to people in Asia too um that whole curse thing that's a big problem in Nepal and Tibet and China and that part of the world they really believe it there some people out in the villages really be- truly believe that so it's, it's very, it's very disheartening. It's very frustrating, but um, really the only thing that can be done is that people can, you know, educate themselves about the truth, right? Get onto podcasts, you know? So onto a much brighter note, Laman, you spend a lot of time on the radio in Gambia. As a matter of fact, you have your own radio station. Tell us about it.
1: Actually, for now, it's just um, a Facebook page. You know, I just named it, you know, a radio because I am dreaming of having a radio, but currently, as situation stands, it is, you know, it is almost not possible to have my, or, uh, to get my own radio, you know, equipment by myself, you know, so. And, uh, you know, going over, getting... Going to the you know med, uh, media radio station other radio stations you know around the country sometimes you know it's difficult you know they don't take it as they don't take it as you know very serious you know <clears throat> in fact many people not not myself directly but you know I know people you know that normally you know write applications to radio stations so that they can give them uh, airtime. You know to do you know advocacy for blinds. But you know most of them, most of the requests are rejected. You know most of the hmm. most of the requests are rejected because well, the you... the person because the blind cannot you know afford you know to pay you know uh, an airtime over the radio. So as somebody who is very much you know interested uh, on radio stuff, so I decided to. Just create that Facebook page, you know, where I can just come, you know, do my uh, little stuff. Um, there, you know, dreaming of well, I don't know one day. I don't know how long will it take, you know, to get even a, a website for myself, where uh, to to create radio rather than to have a physical um, radio equipment and stuff in it. So it is just a Facebook page. So the Facebook page um, is called uh, Blind Network Radio Gambia, and um, click,
0: the, click the link and listener click the link in the description for more info.
1: Very good. So the radio is you know basically run by me, uh, and I normally bring bring on uh, my colleagues, you know who are also blind or. So, who are advocates, you know, for persons of, uh, with disability, to come there and voice out, you know, our problems, uh, you know, our opinions in all aspects uh, of life, you know.
0: So basically, that's it. Amazing. Per- loving that. Perfect, man. Well, the first thing I want to say is that if you know anyone in Gambia who's blind, or who needs to tell their story, you send them right on over to Aaron's Opinion because I would be honored to have them on my show so that they can tell their story and use this podcast as a, a motivation and a mode of education. So I would be happy to help them on this podcast by letting them come here and talk to me, uh, provided they speak English. Uh, they're, well, of course, everyone's welcome on my podcast, whether, they, whether you speak English or not, but especially if you want to record an episode, um do, do these other colleagues do, do do they speak English well like you? What do you think?
1: Oh yes, they can speak English, you know. I hope you followed, you know, um some of the programs that I uh posted uh on the page, you know, most of them are done in English. You know, so they yeah, some can really speak English very well. You know.
0: Well, well, good, that is, that is good. Um, but I mean, I, I understand that you said that some of these other blind people have faced some difficulties in approaching radio stations in Gambia, but have you, um, have you ever contacted any, any radio stations or any journalists uh, in your country to, to raise awareness for things?
1: Oh, um, currently on a personal level, no. You know, but you know the problem is uh, I I get discouraged in in doing some of those. things yeah. After you know hearing you know some of those uh you know stories, even though we are working um on it again uh because we formed a uh, an advocacy um group called PAVIC that is the it's called the Patriotic Association for Visually Impaired of the Gambia. And uh we 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 want to, you know, write applications to few registrations to request if they can, you know, offer us um airtime. So uh I don't know whether they, when we write when you wrote uh write those applications whether they are going to accept it or not. So but on a personal level I've yeah. never tried it because you know, I I, was, I always feel you know discouraged, you know.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Hmm.
0: Yeah, that's that's very that can be very frustrating. This constant struggle of knowing who to reach out to, who would be willing to listen to stories and willing to publish information. Well, just know the 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 journalist that you and all your blind friends in Gambia should contact is Aaron's Opinion, right here. I can I can I can be a I can be a journalist. And help and help uh, as best yeah. i can your your guys are always welcome here yeah it's really important, I think to find people who are genuine, who are truly motivated to help people and truly interested in in what they're producing and what their content is so that's that's something that is very, very important to me mm-hmm.
1: indeed indeed you know, that, that is very important and uh, I think uh, If people pay attention, you know, they will really know that, you know, the blind community in the Gambia also have a story to tell, you know, and uh, yes, sometimes we also have some beautiful stories to tell, but
0: this time is a beautiful story.
1: Yeah. But as well, again, you know, there are challenges that, you know, we want, you know, the people to be aware about. And so that, you know, steps could be taken to, you know, um, you know, reduce some of those, you know, challenges, you know.
0: So if you could, you know, today or starting tomorrow, if you could fix one problem in Gambia, what problem would you fix?
1: But currently, uh, to the blinds, you know, what concerns me most is the educational sector, you know. If I'm to fix any problem, I would make sure, you know, the educational sector of the blinds is fixed, you know, because we have a lot you know, lots of big problems in the educational sector.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, for example, um, in, in Gambia, would a blind person be able to go to the university?
1: Um, yes. You know, there are a few of them who are going to the university, depending if you get the, you know, right um, requirements. Yes, they are.
0: Right. So you probably, or so I should say, do you need to pass a matriculation to go to the university?
1: Well, upon um, a completion of your grade work, so there is uh, amount uh, and, uh, 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 um, you know uh, a grade that the, that uh, that is required. You know we call it a aggregate. So you must have aggregate five or beyond. You know so that you can go to the university.
0: Right. Um, Right. So, why did you choose to study? Um, I think. uh, Well, what? So, I mean, you teach. So, you teach social studies and things like that. Did you study sociology?
1: Well, uh, I went to the college, you know, to study teaching in general. So, but like, you have to specialize on uh, uh, on 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 two subjects currently. So, in that, you know. That's why I I chose English and these um social studies. Well, you know, it's not um an advanced um studies. Whereby you should go and study, you will go and study sociology in general. So basically, it does not, you know, require that. It did not require that. So I did not study um sociology, uh in itself. So basically, as I told you, the study is you know you know full of you know history colonial history you know europe you know before 1500s, uh, be- europe before 1800 imperialism you know and few about african history african empire and you know and you know st- subject and uh, uh topics like that that's what it contains so and also we we are normally uh taught to go and teach I'm um, junior school students. so, <clears throat> uh, would you know? Sometimes most of them, uh, you know, you have to, you know, talk to them in a in a lower level because uh, due to the level of uh, education here, so it's not as fast as um, it is. So, yeah, that's it.
0: Hmm. Mm. All fascinating. Yes. So in the in the school. Um, where you teach, are you teaching in English or um, the, the, the Gambian language?
1: No, we teach in English uh, because the oh, Gambia offici- officially speaks English, not
0: English. Right, right. And I'm, I'm fascinated by languages. Um, what is your language called if you are not speaking English? Like what languages do you speak like at home or amongst yourselves? Well, like what 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 are they called?
1: Well, uh I'm speaking uh, a language called Mandinka at home. Mm mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And,
1: so, and Wolof when I'm normal outside with that,
0: who cannot speak
1: Mandinka you know.
0: That's interesting. Yes, I see. Yeah, those are very famous languages especially Wolof. Yeah. that is the language uh, yeah. that, that is spoken um in uh, that country. Oh, I'm forgetting it now. In the Sena- country, the... Senegal. Senegal. Yes, that's what I was thinking. Of. Yes, it was made famous by being spoken in, in Senegal along with French. Yes. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Yeah. Yes. How many How many languages do you think there are in in Gambia?
1: Well, we have uh, quite a few, but not you know very much. Uh, in fact, the main ones are about six, seven. You know, you could have others, but you know, the main ones are about something like that, six, seven, or eight of them. You know, because the country is very small, you know. Right. It's not that big. So it does not, that, it is not that much, that very diverse. You know?
0: Yeah, it's interesting though, because, you know, size of a country does not dictate the number of languages or the linguistic diversity. If you look into it, if you look at like a country, uh, like a country called Croatia, Croatia has over 300 languages. So it just depends on the different groups of people who mm. live there. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. In Croatia, every town or city has their own language. It's a very linguistically diverse place. Yeah. that's uh, that, that, that type of thing fascinates me being that I speak French. I'm someone who appreciates, you know, being able to speak, you know, more than one language. I think that's uh, a local, I, I think that's a, 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 a life a life skill definitely.
1: Mhm. And and
0: And where have you traveled to, by the way, outside of Gambia?
1: No, I've never traveled outside Gambia.
0: Oh okay. Hmm. Well, where would you like to go in the future? What do you think?
1: Well, uh, in the future, I like to travel to many places, you know, and get. You know, experience all over the world. So, I would like to, you know, travel to, you know, the U.S., United Kingdom, uh, you know, uh, in the Indonesia, you know, and many other countries. You know.
0: Sure, sure. Mm, so, what do you want to specifically? What What do you want to know about the United States? You know, what What activities would you do?
1: Well, what will i do it would be basically uh well, obviously, I have some few friends, so I would visit some of my uh, like you and many others but again i would be I would also want to know you know how the blinds normally learn you know in that country uh, the achievements. Well, sure in, i mean I,
0: as i said there there are still many challenges there are many many challenges with it i mean the the school system and the schools in the united states even in america do not want to accommodate blind students even in america it's it's a bit ridiculous but it's still a big problem so we have a a society you know with a lot of um a lot of blind people who, you know, have very, very challenging lives, you know, struggle with employment and things like that. It's, it's a major, it's a major issue. Mm-hmm.
1: Employment also, it's a major issue here, you know. In fact, uh, the major employee of the blind, uh, for many of the blinds, is teaching, you know, is the right. educational sector, is only the educational sector. You know which is always always ready to take in blind people you know but other other sectors uh, not yet you know
0: right right so i mean i i i I mean i do in in essence i do not really agree with that i think that blind people need to be working really in almost every profession um but i do but i do I do appreciate the fact that in Gambia you're giving the impression that it seems like in your country they're making an effort to include blind people in the teaching community. So I mean that that is that is good. Um, that is that is a positive thing to to some degree, right?
1: Oh yes, um, of course. That's very positive, you know, because at least you know they are affording they are they are, they are giving the chance to many young blinds you know, to make, to plan their life, you know, to be very much okay, you know, at least whatever the case, monthly they are guaranteed, you know, of receiving, you know, um, their salary. So, which they can use to, you know, manage, you know, solve most of their problems, you know, create um family, you know, help some of their family members, and this does good, you know, psh- Compared to being being on the street begging and all that, so, so that's yeah. A good one. yeah,
0: yeah, indeed. yeah. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm sure that in America, I'm sure that we have blind people who were beggars or who have done things, strange things like that. I'm sure that's happened. <laughs> it's not acceptable, but I'm sure it's happened in history. Sure.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, indeed. Uh, up to up to now. You know, it's happening in Gambia and it's, you know there are right. some you know young blind you know boys and girls you know who are just on the street um begging
0: mm. you know. mm-hmm.
1: yes, those things are still happening
0: right, yeah, and that's very dangerous, of course um for especially for the women that would be very dangerous to be begging on the street, right. I mean, all the more reason not to do it, right?
1: Indeed, uh, very dangerous. When you look at uh, our transportation system here, yeah, our roads, how our drivers normally drive the vehicles, you know, they are rough on the road. So, indeed, very, you know, risky, you know, life-risking, you know, things, so, especially women. Anything could happen to them, you know, we have very bad people on the street, you know the sexual um, gender-based violence and all that. So those are all dangerous factors. Why you know, yeah, you know, there should be an end of you know street begging. You know,
0: well, maybe maybe do you feel that it should be against the law in Gambia to beg? Do you think that should be illegal to beg? Um,
1: it should. It should. Uh, currently, it is not in the constitution, but uh, recently they are working on um, a disability act, mm. you know, which is um, at the national assembly. So, you know, they are still on the reading stage. So now they are on the third reading. There should there should be the third reading. After that, when they agreed upon it, then it would be. Really, uh, it will become a bill, then they will take it to the president and finally the president will sign it. It becomes uh, a law. So actually, I don't know uh, whether that would be part of the law, but it should, you know, uh, begging should be uh, criminalized in the Constitution, especially uh, persons with disabilities, you know.
0: Yeah, it may be, but then what? What would you know? That might you 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 might be correct, Lem, and in fact you you're on to a interesting idea. But then that would probably simply cause other problems. You know, you would fix one problem and then cause another probably.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, indeed, uh, whatever you see there is, um, you know, an advantage and disadvantage um, to it, but. When it comes to street begging, especially to the blinds or persons with disability, the disadvantages are more than the, you know, advantage. The sure. only advantage there is you just make money cheaply. You know, that's it. You know, you just make money cheaply. And what uh, the these are far more, um, you know, dangerous than the advantage in it. So that's why it be, you be know, very much good you know to stop it rather than you know to leave them you know begging while they are making their life easy right
0: yeah yeah and when you want to let's say that you Laman need to travel to another city in Gambia um how would you go about doing that? How do you travel from point you know A to Z, let's say in Gambia? Mm-hmm
1: well, there is uh, there are public transportation vehicles, you know. So I need to walk uh, from my home to the roadside, and with that also you have to struggle for to look for a vehicle, you know. So that is going around that des- uh, that destination. So that's why you on board and uh, start going. So most of the time, uh, in my case, normally I. I would, I would, I know, I normally go with somebody, you know, because, like, for example, for me, uh, when I talk to my dad, you know, to say that I want to go out, you know, sometimes, you know, he wouldn't feel, you know, very much comfortable, you know, by looking at the, you know, you know, transportation system, how rough the drivers are on the road, you know, so he would rather prefer, you know, to go out with somebody else who will be accompanying me, um, um, to my, you know, destination, but sometimes also, uh, very few occasions I would go alone, you know,
0: mm-hmm. to my
1: destination. So we, in the, in doing that, you know, you know, there are also challenges on the roadside, you know, from the drivers. And in fact, sometimes, you know, your, follow, your, your fellow, um, your fellow, um, you know, commuters who are also on board uh, the vehicle, you know.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah, I see. I see. And is it like a car or is it like a big van or how would you describe the vehicle?
1: Most of them are vans. I see. Mm. Most of them are vans. So there'll be somebody would be around um, uh, um, the door of the van so the person would put up you know his, his head um, outside and we'll be calling destinations like for the capital, they would say banjul, 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 banjul banjul, 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 so if you really going to Banjul, then you wave or you say banjul so that, so that they can stand
0: and you know huh that 's kind of interesting, so. Yeah, that's a good way of doing it so that the person shouts out where they're going and then the driver knows that they really need to go there and that it's a legitimate reason to go there. That's that's a good way of doing that. Yeah. Mhm.
1: Yeah, because here yeah, the places are not uh, marked, you know, whereby you can go with your Google map and all that. So some of the locations are not, uh, you know, marked. So you have to do that. And the car, the vehicles are also not marked for a particular dis, um, destination so they have to shout or oh, tell us you know you know where they are going to you know so that you the commuter you can make your choice in you know, order to go in uh, with uh, whichever destination you want to go to
0: right hmm. in- interesting yeah and do you think these drivers have to have like a license or some certification to allow them to pick up people and drive around
1: yeah, they have a license that they normally apply, uh, from the, uh, police. You know, they have a section there would normally, um, you know, where they normally go and apply, uh, for a license, and you know, which would authorize them to, you know, drive around. Even though, even though, and sometimes, you know, that would be people who didn't have um license to drive, but they would still, you know, drive. But most of them would be private cars or private vehicles, most, you know, young boys, you know, would be going around the street, you know, driving all over. So, you know, most of those instances also happen.
0: Well, everybody, listener, I really enjoyed interviewing Lehman, um tonight. Um, I haven't brought this up in a while and none of you at home have taken me up on it. If you have questions about Aaron's opinion, i w I'm ready to answer them. So you can send an email um, to Aaron's opinion, six at gmail.com. A A R O N S -S O P I O P I N I O N six at gmail.com. you can send text, you can send audio. um, But I would love to include listener emails if you have any. Finally, Many of my um, guests from around the world love music. So Laman, would you like to end this episode by singing uh, your country's national song or national anthem? I would love that.
1: (laughs) Well, okay. (laughs) Then, uh, but you know, the voice is not very good, but we have the... Uh, national anthem, I'm I'm also a good, uh, you know, lover of music, you know. So yeah, then we would sing the, I would sing the national anthem of the Gambia. For the Gambia, our home, that we strive and walk and pray, that all may live in unity, Freedom and peace each day, and join our diverse people to prove man's brotherhood. We pledge our firm allegiance, our promise be renewed. Keep us, great God of nations, to the game we are ever true. Oh, in the bakery. Do I want a pumpkin donut or... Uh,
0: there are other people behind you in this drive through
1: Oh, uh, I'll just take it all.
0: Okay. It's all the cozy you crave at Dunkin'. Pumpkin favorites and new fall additions. Like new creamy without the dairy oat milk lattes and the signature pumpkin spice ice latte plus more. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer.